0: soup net yeah.
1: All kinds of symbology what is at stake it is a big idea a new world order where diverse nations are drawn together in common cause to achieve the universal aspirations of mankind my question to you is in any of your government jobs have you ever been briefed on the subject of UFOs and if you have when was it what were you told
2: well if I had been briefed on that I'm sure it was probably classified and I couldn't
1: talk about it got out in 1989, we had catalogued 57 different species. We walked over to one side of the lab and he said, by the way, we've discovered a base. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are as a people
3: inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings.
4: officially live on sky radio on the paranormal soup network hi guys welcome to the show unfortunately today is not going to be a video show which is what we had planned for everybody we were having some kind of technical issues with the system so we couldn't get that going but we are live now we're here to do the show on Audio, so sorry for everybody yeah. who's expecting to do a video show today, but we'll try next week to do that. But welcome everybody to Skywatchers Radio. Uh, with me today is not going to be Jesse or Rick, it's going to be Dennis and Jamie. So, Jamie, Dennis, welcome, guys.
2: Yeah, man, thank How you. How you doing?
4: Yeah, I'm doing good. badass. Good. I think it, good I think young. it, uh. <laughs>
5: I think it was a nuclear sunshine reactor on the reverse script stream on the code 456 on the fourth oh, version yeah. of the Java that messed up uh, the live stream. So we'll have to go over that and fix it up. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, you know, the reason I. And
0: then
2: it could have been the second. Then it could have been the second Colada thing.
5: And be, uh, yeah. we just have to say this uh, if any miners are listening, please get out of here because. Uh, we will fucking chat and curse all night, so we do not want you yes. listening. Take off. And yeah, we the first, do. Have... Uh,
4: the first things I want to tell everybody is fuck shit cunt ass motherfucker suck a dick. Now we can continue.
2: Nice. Wow, I didn't, under- I didn't understand none of that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we we all of us don't have potty mouths. I'll try to hold them down, but if they fucking won't do it, I'll help.
4: <laughs> 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 now, of course. We're not as raunchy as that. We're, but we're, today no. I'm kind of pissed. And I know Jamie's a little upset.
5: And I know Dennis well, just got a little. Listen mad to this, Dennis. Well, Dennis wait, uh, a minute, you know, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me
2: stop a rumor right now. Spin right. Dave okay. just put it in, the, in the chat room. Every show Dennis is on lately, the sound has gone. I think it's sabotage. We can call it the Crenshaw Conspiracy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he, might, he, might, he might be right. He, he might, might be. He right. might be. Yeah, you never know.
5: Listen to this, oh. Dennis. I, I never realized how much Jackal cursed until uh, I added I added him into an Uvu chat and we had Bob there. And Bob's in the hospital and he's got nurses and doctors all around him. And he's saying, fuck this, fuck that. And I'm like, Jackal, uh, <laughs> you're cursing a little bit. he's like, suck dick, fucking cunt. Nigga, nigga. <laughs> and Bob's like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Gotta, no, I love gotta, Bob's you gotta, reaction.
4: You
2: gotta, you gotta realize, man. He, <laughs> he's a hit star in Miami, you know. And, that's
4: and not then, real. yeah, like, I'm
5: just joking. I'm just you know?
4: joking. <laughs> <clears throat> no, the funny thing is Bob's reaction. Bob was like, uh, "Yeah, nurse, don't worry. These are just friends of mine. We just, you know, we like to
0: <laughs> just
4: let loose and talk." It, it, the perfect reaction. The nurse was like, "Oh, I've heard it all before, dear. I've heard it all. Don't worry." <laughs>
5: Um, All right um you, let's get into that had.
4: Let's get into Let that, yeah, because you know what, I'm, I'm upset, Like I'm upset because of this Travis Walton thing, you guys heard my show, uh, The Jackal's Head this weekend, yep. where I, we went over it a little bit, the more I think about this, the more I wrap my head around this whole story, the more upset I get, especially um, when you read the IMDB post on this uh, article, and you read what this person is writing, which is total bullshit, but uh, Jamie, go ahead and, and talk a little bit about what's what going on okay. with Travis
5: Walton. This is an old post. It, it, it found Very. its way a couple years ago in some kind of form, but somebody decided mm-hmm. to pull it up and bring it back out and air it. Sheriff Nephew claims Travis Walton hoax is well known. Uh, let those without sin cast the first stone, JC. The accusation, okay, all of you alien freaks, I hate to ruin your dreams, but there is the truth about Travis Walton. I am from Snowflake, Arizona, which is where Travis Walton is from, And I graduated with his oldest child, whose name is doesn't matter. And his cousin's name doesn't matter either, but it's listed. They all graduated in the same class. Just trying to prove the point that I did. It was a class of 96. My great uncle is Sank Flake. What kind of name is Sank Flake? Who was the county (laughs) sheriff at the time of the abduction. Travis Walton... Mike Rogers worked together for a couple of years in the White Mountains, cutting limber down for paper mills. It is common knowledge to all residents of young Arizona, which is where Travis was apparently abducted, that the Air Force did a lot of testing and test maneuvers through the mountains for training. For us who have been camping in the White Mountains and for most of our lives, on a rare occasion a forest ranger will come up and say that there may be a helicopter's and other stuff flying through the air during the night and do not get alarmed if you are spotlighted it will only be for a second um, here's my point mike and travis were way behind on contracts so they were hired they hired a few extra hands which took them over budget one of them was well-known acid freak from contro arizona is about five miles outside of snowflake his name is dallas my uncle arrested dallas on drug charges Uh, He was on bail when he was hired by Mike Rogers to work with the crew. The day that Travis Walton was abducted is the same day that the Air Force was doing training in the White Mountains. Yes, Travis got out of the truck and looked up into the sky at weird lights that were above him. And yes, a spotlight came down around him and Mike Rogers drove off and left him and the spotlight came on the truck, which scared all the men in the truck. The spotlight was only on them for a second. Mike drove to the diner, which was 12 miles down the road, and called the Red Robin Inn Diner. Mike was the only person who went back to pick up Travis from the spot where he found Travis, who had passed out from drinking uh, after they got done with work. He had been drinking all that day. They were going to lose their contracts in a couple days, which was going to bankrupt Travis and Mike's business. The guys who stayed in the diner told all the patrons they saw weird lights and it chased them. They said that Travis got out and that what had happened, that uh, then what had happened, all those. Let me see where I'm at. I scrolled down. Um... All the patrons at the diners did told him that they were being abducted by UFOs and that Travis Walton was really in Dallas's house in Concho, Arizona for the five days getting high off his ass. Travis will tell you in his book, The Walton Experience, that he passed a lie detector test twice. So did all the co-workers. What he doesn't say in there is the questions were asked to him and his co-workers, which my uncle saw the questions were being asked, were like, did you see lights in the sky? Uh, did a light come upon you? Did a light follow you in the truck? Those are questions that were asked to Travis and his co workers. So, no, he wasn't lying about what he was saying. Something else Travis Walton does not tell you in his book is how Dallas was sent to jail one month after the apparent abduction for three years for uh, failing a drug test and selling drugs. And he but that also has nothing fit, to do with anything. Yeah, I know. I know. And he fails to mention how the lumber contracts were paid off and new contracts were made. Hmm, ironic. Now, a yeah. lot of you may say, how do I know Travis Walton was at Dallas's house? I don't. But when Travis was found in Herber, Arizona, or whatever that is, uh, after he got out of the hospital, his sister and Mike and his wife were riding in the police car with my uncle, they were going to pick up Dallas and go to the town hall in Snowflake to talk about all these people. Uh, my uncle asked Travis if he knew where Dallas lived in Concho. Travis said no. As they were going there, they turned down a road uh, to try to find Dallas' house, accidentally turned on the wrong road. Travis says, uh, you need to turn down the next road. My uncle said, I thought you didn't know where he lived. And Travis responded was Oh, I heard him telling Dallas or Dallas telling Mike how to get to his house. And then the guy says, wow, if I was abducted by aliens and there was a lot of attention on me at that time in my life, I just don't know how I could tell you an exact road direction. I'd heard somebody else telling someone. So that's the gist of the story.
2: Okay. Can I, can I comment first? Because it just happens that in my hand, I have in my hand, I have Travis Walton's original. Number one, first issued copy of the Walton experience, and while you were talking, he said the only question asked was, "Did he see light in the, lights in the sky, et cetera? Well, let yeah. me read a few of the. Let me read a few of the questions that were asked Travis Walton on his lie detector test, which he passed 100 percent, and all mm-hmm. of the other ones passed 100 percent
5: twice too.
2: Okay, multiple twice. times. Okay. Not, here's
5: some, yep.
2: Yeah, here's some of the. Here's some of the questions they asked. Are there, approximate, are, are there approximately only two hours you recall during your experience? Answer, yes. Did you find yourself on a table inside a strange room? Yes. Did you see strange-looking beings inside the strange room? Yes. Have you been reasonable, accurate in describing your experience? Yes. Did you conspire with another to perpetrate a hoax about this matter? No. Were you struck by a blue-green ray on the evening of November 5th, 19... Since November 5th, 1975, have you used any illegal narcotics or drugs? No. Uh, so, so there, there, right there, he's lying, because they did ask him pertinent questions. The, the All the other ones, they asked them if they were involved in a hoax with Travis Walton, and they passed those tests also. The thing yeah. that gets me now, I just picked the book up went to the library and picked the, pulled the book out while you guys were talking. So I haven't had time to study it, but I'll certainly do it and upgrade, uh, especially since we are having him on our show uh, on the 21st. But uh, the thing that really gets me is what, did this, what where's this sheriff been all this time? Why hasn't he come out and t- said
5: this? Yeah, I don't know. There's, you know, there's
2: Why is it uh, 30 years later his son's going to come out with this big story and know about nephew. it, you know, you know yeah. and, and – and, Oh, yeah, oh man!
5: There's no. also a list of uh, a debunker's concerns. These are the debunker's concerns. The young man Travis Walton had expunged record for burglary, so uh, Mister No Class mentioned this record in his book, uh, but he didn't mention how he came by the fact. Of course, uh, number two. Uh, Mr. Class had a valid data, which was indicated that certain information had been withheld intentionally by the Aerial Phenomenal Research Organization in Tucson. Uh, Travis took a second polygraph test two months later, and he passed. But Class pointed out the the examiners only had two years experience. Wait
2: a minute! Stop! 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 You, uh, is he, he's using Philip Class as his as his source. Uh, yeah. Oh, shit. I don't even give a fuck about that. no more. Go ahead. Talk all you want to.
5: <laughs> well, oh, no, shit. I'm just I'm
2: just pointing that ain't, out that. Ain't, that ain't good enough. That guy is uh, you. He he made a lot of money off of saying the sky is red. I mean, that guy is a nut. But go ahead.
5: But but Joe Cap posted this and everybody on there there right now. There is. Let me tell you how many comments are up here. Um, There are 22 comments. And everyone, including Joe, say this story is bullshit. Uh, yep. And we have big people that posted on it, like Alfred Lemberg, um, yep. uh, Alejandro Rojas. People like yes. that have been, have been posting on this, and they all say this is just bullshit. It's been yep. around for a long time. Alejandro said, I recently moved to Arizona and bought a house. The customer service representative for the builder is from Snowflake. He says that he knows the Waltons and Mike Rogers. He said they used to sub for his PE class. He also said that these people were very genuine, salt of the earth type of people. Hell yeah, hell yes. Expec- yeah. Especially yep. Mike Rogers would never kid around. He's very serious and honest. He mm-hmm. says he and everyone he knows in the area believe their story.
4: Yes.
2: Yeah. He. Well, all that's going on here is this young. Yeah, I don't know how old he is, but this son of the sheriff, just because he's the son of the sheriff, he's trying to Enough jump here. on the bandwagon, and, yeah. you know, he'll probably come up with some half-assed... Uh, Get
5: on, coast to coast. The thing is, bit. all
4: you got to do, guys, all you got to do is really listen to what he wrote. Really read it, and you can dissect it, and you can prove that it's total BS. I mean, well, this guy I said, said that all, that only lights, you know, that he was hit by some lights, but nothing really happened, and they just took off... Everybody in the truck described him flying backwards as exactly. he got struck by a beam of something, and that's why they got scared and left. Nobody said yeah. that he they just saw some lights on him. No, they said that he mm-hmm. literally was hit by a beam, he flew backwards a few feet, got unconscious, and that's when they got scared and they took off. That is part right. of their lie detector test also. That's when right. the and guys sure. took the lie detectors, they were asked, did you see him get knocked out by a beam or, or something that hit him? They said yes, and they all passed that lie detector test. Here, so right there that's another uh, lie that's right. in, this, in this whole thing.
2: And, yeah. and, and, this, and you know what, the way I feel about it with this story, especially when I heard Philip Glass, but that, you know, that's beside the point. When yep. it was For me to be able to walk over to my bookcase, open them, and find <clears> right away that that was a lie, what he said was asking the lie detector test, that's enough for me.
5: Well, I have yep. the full lie detector test and the link, and here it is in the chat box. You guys can click right. on it. What it is, it's a summary. The following report is the final polygraph examination of Travis Walton as actually sponsored by Skeptic Jerry Black. Uh, the test mm-hmm. was performed with the latest state of the art equipment by C. Y. Gilson, the most highly respected polygraph expert, not somebody with two years of experience. Right. Yep. So it well, has well, the this is report. a newer
2: one. This is a newer examination because those were yeah. done back in the time. This was done in 93. Yep. Yep. So it's more modern, more more reliable. And if he's still coming out, you know, being truthful, you know, that guy needs to go pound sand, man.
4: Yep. Now, my question is, why is this story getting, you know, the publicity is getting now? Because this guy reported this in 2007 on IMDb, uh, the page for the movie Fire in the Sky. He posted it on there. In fact, like I said on the show a few nights ago, he posted a bunch of stuff on there. You know, I wonder why people are starting to pick up on this now, making a big deal of this guy's article now. Well, somebody
2: picked it up and and spread it around to people who cared enough to enough to keep it going by, you know, like you said, I, like I said, I haven't read it all the comments, but I'm sure most of the comments call this guy a bullshitter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My question knows? is
4: test flights in, in Snowflake, Arizona. They might be doing that. That might be something that really goes on in that area. I'm not well, sure. That's a possibility. That <laughs> now, That doesn't mean, remember, even Travis, when I interviewed, said that it could very possibly be that there was some kind of test uh, Mm -hmm. flight thing going on out there. And it might have been humans that that picked them up. And, you know, in his days or his confusion, you know, what he saw confused the shit out of him. It might have been that maybe there was an alien human, you know, experiment going on that we were working with some aliens or something. Who knows? The possibilities are endless. But even he is not 100% sure that aliens are the ones that took him. Even he will tell you that. That's, that's, very that's, important to, that's very important to understand here. That He never once came on and said, aliens took me. No, he said, this is what happened to me. It could be anything.
2: Right, right, exactly. Well,
5: there, there now, was some new uh, information published today by uh, Dr. Stephen Greer, and what's interesting you mentioned about that is in there, mm-hmm. uh, he mentions that all abductions are done by the government. Now, you know, you got to waste Stephen Greer's thing, but I have 16 minutes of audio from him, which I I tried to play for the news today, but nobody heard that. But I'll post that link into the chat room. It's uh, brand new audio. Dr. Stephen Greer is trying to get a TV show. So uh, we'll talk about that after the Travis Walton thing, and I'll post the link in the chat then. That's cool. That's cool.
4: You you know, my question is: I want to find out who is the person that started, like you know, bringing this news back or this story back into the, into Joe the spotlight here. Joe Cap is the guy who uh, put it out again because I know he's not the yeah. original one who, who uh, wrote it. I want to know what his agenda is in putting this out and not doing his homework well, first.
5: Well, he, he commented on it. Let me let me see what he says. His comments say. Let me see here. Uh, he commented on it himself after people commented on it. Let me see what his comments say. Uh, Joe Cap's first comments say, uh, Dear Leslie, they hate us, all right, and they can't get over that we see people as three-dimensional human beings, not like they see us. I don't know what that means. Then he posts, Dear Rick, great story. It's hard for me to imagine that Travis Walton and I met as being a sleazy hoaxer. My friend had dinner with him and called me to tell me what a great guy he was. Thanks, Rick, for putting this up on the web. I think Travis deserves this type of support. Um, Then he goes again after Alfred posts uh, something. He says, thank, Alfred. I I guess you would call it a stream of viciousness. Hmm. Uh, Let's see what else he posts. Uh, After Alejandro posts what I read, he says, uh, I think you would be right if you were only preaching to the choir, but but we're not uh there are a great deal of people out here who sees and believes this stuff i believe and i will answer whatever i can for the sake of the witness who have come forward this or that is the main reason for this blog and why this is non-commercial but believe me i get your point let's see what else he says uh dear alejandro looking forward to seeing you at the ufo congress in arizona next year Uh, open minds keep it up we're going to be bringing night vision goggles keep up uh... i think some people may be envious of the walton that is always a possibility i agree with you about the polygraph certain individuals on the other side of the coin in a post i called on the ufo researchers to demand in the future when these characters come forward to polygraph them a prime example is the uh, two who came out claiming they were the cause of bent waters one claiming he drove a cop car as a hoax and I,
2: I like the two old guys that look like they're falling out of their skin who uh, claim to have done all the crop circles in the world yeah.
5: He also says, uh, I felt Travis deserved an answer from the people who believe in his experience. And I guess yep. somebody says, I just read Billy Cox on the latest uh, thing article and then watched the semi-liberate video from Think Tank that was on this blog. Uh, yeah, it has nothing to do with that. But, yeah, I guess Joe Cap, you know, is all for Travis. I don't know why he would post this. And well, maybe maybe to bring it maybe, maybe to
2: bring maybe to bring it out in the open and and
0: dispel yeah. it,
5: you know. Because under the post, he has all six videos of Travis Walton telling his own story, right right yeah, well the so thing is, here's the, here's the
4: thing here's the thing why would you bring up an article that's three years old or four years old or whatever and, and start talking about it again without doing a little research and actually maybe proofreading it first and dissecting it so you can see the, the you know, the basic lies that are written in that article, why don't you do that before you go and post it and make a big deal about it and not all, everybody who supports Travis has to really come out and support him uh, because if not, this can get really ugly publicity and really he doesn't deserve that kind of publicity.
0: No, he doesn't. Uh, I, especially he doesn't. You know what, I
2: mean, it has, I, I'll tell you what it is. I'll tell you what it is. His book is being re-released and somebody yep, doesn't want yep. him to make any money. Yep. Well, we'll certainly support him on uh, unraveling, and I know you guys
4: will too. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, it's good. It's a good thing you guys are going to have him on, uh, pretty soon. Uh, and I'm definitely now I definitely want to be a part of that show. But uh, well, I was you're thinking,
0: already, you're
2: already in the yeah. show notes, man. You got to be.
4: <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely going to be there. But you know, it, I, if not, I would have definitely asked him to be immediately on my show and and gotten yeah. uh, got, well, still, you know, got him onto your on side.
2: Show again, Get him on well, that, down the is. road, yeah.
4: I, I want to have him back on. Yeah. Of course, yeah. Travis is, you know, a legend. And, and I'll All tell right. you what, the, there's a there's two cases in ufology guys that will never die because of the simple fact that there's so much evidence for them. So much evidence for them. And the two cases are Roswell and the Travis Walton case. These are the two most irrefutable cases I, in I, ufology. I think
2: I think there's two more that you need to add
4: to that. And yeah, there's uh, One of Betty Hill. Shag, Betty Hill and the Hill. Yeah. Yep. There you go, Betty and Barney Hill. That's another one.
2: Yeah, and the pass for uh, the two,
5: the two guys were picked up. On Rendles, Ren, Rendlesham's another one. That's that's a. That oh yeah, close. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. But see, I think that's a different kind of case. I believe that yeah, Rendlesham uh, exactly. yeah. and Boswell are not the same kind of cases as uh, no. as Travis Walton, Betty Hill The sightings go. I think the best sighting ever was the Alaska sighting. I mean, they saw that sucker for like four hours.
5: Yeah, nice. that was amazing. That, 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 yep. Which was the Alaska we'll, sighting. I think we'll I missed out.
2: We'll be bringing that up because I have gotten my hands on all of the... The JPL flight
5: over <laughs> yes. Alaska.
2: Yes, I got yes, my I hands on one. all of the... Uh,
5: well, uh, they the beatings. Japanese airline seen this humongous walnut. Look. It's like a UFO shaped like a UFO, but it had like a golden walnut to it. And it, it's nice. very weird. Uh, the guy is very credible. Um, the, they had radar licks on it. I mean, it, it's an amazing case. It's, it's a huge case as well, far as pilots it, reporting UFOs.
2: I, I believe it's the most documented case. And I happen to have lived in Alaska at the time. So, so I've also got the, the the newspaper with it, you know, where all the information came out and I've got all the files, all the, uh, all the minutes from the, uh, the, the uh, radar bases and, and the pilots that were talking back and forth to each other. I've got all of that paperwork, so we're going to put that together and do a big thing on, uh, on uh, when we get over to uh, <laughs> Paranormal, the paranormal network. Soup Network. When we, yeah, when we, when we yeah. get yeah. to Paranormal <laughs> Network, my mind, you, everybody knows how that is. But when we get over there <laughs> <laughs> you're going over there uh, we're, we're putting together some really special shows that we're going to get everybody involved in, and, and that's one of the cases. Yep. Uh,
4: you know, there, there are other cases, I guess, that you know, are pretty irrefutable, but honestly, the two most important cases in ufology, you guys have to admit, it's Roswell and Travis. I mean, oh, yes. those are two, Definitely. The, the two Definitely. most legendary and known cases in ufology that, I mean, it, it's almost impossible to, you know, really argue that something happened at roswell you almost can't argue because you know something happened there was an article something definitely happened there and there's definitely been a cover-up if not the government would not have changed their story so many times so we know for a fact that something happened at roswell we know for a fact something happened to travis because not only did he go missing there was a search for the guy nobody could find him for days when he finally comes to you know he's taken to a hospital he's checked out He's given lie detector tests. He passes the lie detector right. test. Even I mean, the year evidence is life? there, guys. Even I have
5: life? to. I have to uh, fix something here. Um, a lot of people are asking about the Alaskan sighting. It was J A L. It happened uh, ah. November seventeenth, nineteen eighty-six, over Anchorage. Uh, it was uh, eighteen hundred hours. It lasted for twenty minutes. Uh, a mysterious unidentified. Craft flashing white and yellow strobe lights followed a Japan Airlines cargo jet across hmm. the Arctic Circle, the crew says. The three man radioed air traffic controls in Anchorage that a huge UFO flying in formation with them in the air, uh, and the Air Force briefly confirmed an object near the plane, said F- Federal Aviation spokesman. Uh, if, if I remember, there was actually two objects, another object that broke off with it, too, but it followed it for a long time.
2: When it started uh, coming across from Fairbanks, and then they switched over to the radar in Anchorage, and the, also the Air Force radar. And then something that people don't know is that a few nights later, another airline reported the same type situation, and they scrambled jets and then the th- okay. thing is they tried to cover the whole mess up they tried to cover all of it up
5: what's that one uh, sighting Dennis if you can recall it it was a a part of the air It might even be the same one where they actually flew up in a plane a few days later and they got video of uh, of an object again in the same spot I don't know if you know it or not uh, by the way Rick just came online too if you guys know oh, sure. yeah
3: <laughs> I don't know yet. Been in, nice. been in a eventful evening. We'll get over.
4: Well, we tried so, to do the uh, Skywatchers video show, Rick, but I think the procaster uh, is actually. It was giving me problems. It wouldn't like really stay well, on. I, I don't know if the settings are messed up or what. But since it is a new goodness. version and it looks it looks different, you know, I, I don't know. It's it wasn't working and, right, so we decided to do an audio what? show. Yeah.
2: And guess what, Rick? Guess what? When he first started it. They couldn't hear me. They could hear him, but they yep. couldn't hear me. The same thing that happened on our show. Sp-
5: Spindave mentioned it was the curse of Dennis, wherever he goes. Stuff oh, yeah. There. They yes. said it was. Uh, yeah.
2: Uh, Dave said that it was. Uh, it was. It was. He said, every show I've been on lately is that way. So it was a Dennis or a Crenshaw conspiracy. They're after that, it. Yeah, they it. <laughs> hey, uh, bring him up to date about this Travis Walton thing because I, I bet you Rick agreed with us but don't tell him what we're all saying <laughs> yeah
0: <Okay. laughs>
4: well I don't I, have you heard of the story uh, Rick uh, this is actually that just came out I guess this week they just posted it again Supposedly missing
3: really yeah uh, and, and let me guess the sheriff's nephew was there to see it
0: yeah
4: Ah, yeah, no, well, no, he wasn't. But the story, uh, he goes, and you want me to read it, Jamie, because you already read it once. I'll I'll go over it a little bit here, but uh, it says here. Okay, all you alien freaks, I hate to ruin your dreams, but here's the truth about Travis Walton. I'm from Snowflake, Arizona, which is where Travis Walton is from, and I, who was the county sheriff of the...
3: Hold hold on a second. This kid wasn't even alive at the time.
0: (laughs) No.
4: (laughs) Listen to this. Hold on. It says, my great uncle Sank Flake from Snowflake, Arizona, ironically enough, who was the county sheriff at the time of the abduction, uh yeah. Travis and Mike Rogers worked together for a couple of years as White man cutting lumber uh down for a paper mill. Now it's commonly common knowledge to all the residents of young Arizona, which is where Travis apparently was abducted, that the Air Force do a lot of uh test maneuvers through the mountains, uh for training. Now for us who's been comparing the White Mons to uh Mike and Travis were way behind on contracts they hired a few extra hands which took them over budget dallas and the other guys that you know they hired one of them was a well-known freak this is his exact wording here freak Mm -hmm. from concho arizona which is five miles outside of snowflake and his name is travis or his name is dallas now he says here my uncle arrested dallas on drug charges and he was on bail when he was hired by mike rogers to work the day that Travis Walton was abducted and that is also the same day that the air force was doing training in the white mountains well, now yeah, he says here the tra- how, how,
3: how how does all that enter into it's fake that that's history and that was already known yeah
4: yep what he, no, what, it, this
2: what, what he but he goes on but he goes on to yeah, say it, this is a, it's and, a
4: long long yeah. long article i mean he, he, this guy posted this back on 2007 in December 25th, 2007, on uh, imdb.com on the Fire in the Sky website, he posted on okay. there. He's posted several times on there. That story kind of died. It didn't get a lot of steam because it's, you know, bullshit. And uh, if you read it it's entirely, uh, there's stuff in here that is just completely just nonsense. Uh, right. For example, the way he describes his great uncle is kind of like the sheriff in the movie Fire in the Sky. But if you read the book, uh, the sheriff was based on three different people. All yeah, right. Right. So it's just not even one person. So who is his uncle, really? And, you know, and, and another
2: the, thing, he says, Rick. He, he says that uh, he says that the lie detector test that they only asked him questions. Did you see lights in the sky? Yeah. Well, while they that's were that's part talking, of the article. While they were talking about that, I went over and pulled the original book out, and I read the list of questions they asked him. And they asked him point blank questions about being on the desk and and seeing yep. uh, you know and all that. So that's plus there's right there lies. Plus, he took another lie detector test in 1993 and passed it also. But what this is all about, I believe, is somebody knows that his book is being re-released, and this time he's smart enough to probably make a little money off of it, and they're trying to shoot him down. That's what I believe. That's why I believe they brought it back up.
4: Yep, that's what I think also. Now, and, and to give you the exact line here of what Dennis is talking about, Rick, he says here: "Yes, Travis got out of the truck and looked up at the sky at weird lights that were above him, and yes, a spotlight came all around him, and Mike Rogers drove off and, and drove off and left him, and the spotlight came on, and the truck was scared, uh, was uh, scared, all the men in the truck." Uh, when oh, the lights came on all the men got scared in the truck and that's why they ran off now if you guys have ever read the book if you know anything about the actual case they didn't just leave because they saw a spotlight around Travis they left when they saw him fly back about 10 feet after he was hit with yeah. a beam of something and that's what scared the crap out of them which it, even Travis says you know, looking at it now he understands why they took off because that would have scared the crap out of him too I mean no, nobody would expect him to survive something like that crying out loud so they just right. they got scared and did the human thing which is just get the hell out of there that's you know right. this is not like a horror movie guys where you know white guys and armos will be like oh let's go investigate more let's see what yeah. no this is not a horror movie <laughs> this is real life what real people do is they leave the scene when something that crazy happens they get scared okay, that, they that, run that
3: brings up that brings up the, this question okay they're going to re-release the book are right. they going to redo the movie with romero or what
4: Probably I know, not, either. but I I, I, well, I know you, Travis. Ask him, yeah, ask, ask him that.
3: I can just see fire in the sky with a zombie crowd, you know? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I, you know, I kind of asked him
4: that question because, you know, the book has a lot of different details that the movie didn't show because the movie fictionalized the entire abduction exactly. scene. Yeah, I and I asked I asked him about that, and his answer was that he would like to eventually buy the rights for the movie and maybe mm-hmm. redo those scenes and reshoot them to actually have him be more realistic and, you know, right. follow the book, basically. Uh, and now, I I, I actually played a st- on the uh, PSN Network here yesterday. We played an episode of Art Bells uh, where he has Tracy Tormey, the writer of Fire in the Sky, on the show. Yeah. And he also had Travis Walton on the show. And Tracy Tormey said point blank, that when he wrote the original script, he wrote it detail by detail exactly the way the book had been written, but what happened was the studios came in and they had just seen something that Tracy had done a few years before uh, with some alien looking creatures and they were and they're like, well this is kind of boring what you have in the script, we wanted to spice it up a little bit, and they made him change the scenes it wasn't that you know that he wanted to or or he did it to spice it up himself but the studio made him change the scenes and they told Mm -hmm. him if you don't change the scenes and spice it up there's no movie that was the gist of it so it was either do it the way they wanted and at least tell the story in its entirety you know knowing that that part is fictionalized but the rest of the story is true you know until they did it that way you know they of course they took some liberties with the casting of the you know the sheriff which took the you know the place of three real living people that that actually were on the scene but you know that's Hollywood Hollywood is going to do that from time to time you just got to deal with that but the basic story that was told in the movie was you know actually pretty much on point to a lot of that happened including the way they left the scene which is him getting knocked out by a bolt of light or something that hit him or that he walked into or something like that
3: yep so, uh, uh-huh. so anyway, the, the whole, I, well, Tracy Torme has become one of the greatest science fiction.
4: Oh, producers. yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually trying to get him on the show. I, I recently actually sent them some information about the show, and, and I'm trying to get him on the show because he is one of my favorite sci-fi writers. I mean, my favorite TV series of the 90s were The X-Files and Sliders, and he wrote 18. Sliders. Yeah. So, well, that was the 70s. Oh, and, and another 80s. thing about that article, Rick, <laughs>
2: before we move on, I know we're fixing to, uh, that, that, that might make you find the chuckle in it that I found, was this joker that's writing the article used as his source material, Philip Glass. Philip Glass, I mean. <laughs> The late, great Philip Glass, who never, found, who never saw a paranormal investigator he didn't hate. Yep. Yeah, I know.
3: Yeah, I know. So, they're all crazy or they're all... That's all bonkers. I had
2: to say. Yeah, or... Yeah, I know. I know... Kooks, kooks, kooks. Yeah, they're all Brzezinski, they're kooks. Brzezinski, Brzezinski likes to call them right-wing kooks and left-wing kooks.
3: Yeah. Extreme
4: <laughs> right-wing and left-wing. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, well. Yep. Yeah. I mean, there's really... We got to see where this goes. I mean, I know you guys are going to have him on the show, and we definitely got to get into this when Travis comes out on the show because uh, I want to, you know, I want him to pretty much brush this off on air and, and you know tell it how it is basically. And if we could get the guy who wrote your initial post and we could, you know, air his ass out on on air, that'd be fucking beautiful. Oh, let me yeah, tell you. Yeah,
2: you know he'll do it. Well, all I want to do with Travis
4: is just let him know I support him and I don't believe it. It's, yep, it's all bullshit. It definitely is. I think yep. it's definitely bullshit.
2: Yep. And I think it'll just fall by the wayside just like it, uh, like it's supposed to. Yep. Guys, let's, yeah, let's somebody, take a little break here. And, somebody, uh, somebody's out to try to mess with his book We coming out. I think, I think well, they're, they're that's actually, what I think
5: it is, yep. Remember, yep. any publicity is good publicity.
4: That is yeah. true, too. Like what he just said, yeah. Guys, yeah. let's let's take a little break here for a second, and we'll be right back on Skywatchers Radio. We'll continue talking, and we'll get into other subjects, maybe something that doesn't involve uh, such a, a bummer of a story like this Travis yeah. Walton thing. But I got we'll be right Steven back.
5: Stuff. Yes, yeah, I got yes, I want
4: to get a, I want to okay. get into that also. So g- we'll be back in a couple minutes here, guys.
0: You
6: one
4: secret question you can't ask, if they know the answer to this question, then they're definitely aliens. They have to tell you in detail what these ingredients are for the secret sauce in the Gordita Crunch at Taco Bell. Only the aliens and the folks at Taco Bell know the secret ingredients for the secret sauce on the Gordita Crunch.
5: The
0: Jackal! His
5: co-host. There is a way to test if these are real aliens. Next time it happens, ask them to give you something to prove that they know something that's not out yet. Like Stan Romanek, they gave him uh, mathematical equations and elements that weren't discovered for a couple of years. Ask them to tell you something that's going to be developed next year and uh... If it comes true, then they really are aliens. If not, then you're probably having sleep paralysis. If you wake up and you're in bed, then you probably sleep paralysis. Jamie, have a
7: can. And now we're coming for all of you. This is you know, going into Jack's head. And I hope everybody tunes in and listens. These
6: boys know what they're doing. They really got it. They know what you are
7: doing. The OnStar aliens are coming for you, June. And we're coming. Yeah. Yeah. They're honing on unusual sounds, irregular sounds, almost any rhythmic low frequency vibration.
2: I'm Jeremiah
3: Greer from Shadows in the Dark Radio, and
2: I.
0: And Jacobson, and I'm now the, the voice in the jackal's head. Get ready for a lot of fun and excitement. How
7: many brothers fell victim to the streets? Rest in peace, young nigga. There's a heaven for g Be a lie if I told you that I never thought of that. My nigga, we the last ones left But life goes hard How many brothers so, fell victim to the streets? Rest in peace, young nigga, there's a heaven for a G I'd be alive if I told you that I never thought of death My nigga, we the last ones left life goes as on. I break through the empty halls Breath stinking in my drawers Ring, 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 mm-hmm. Quiet, y'all, Here come coming calls But this my homie from high it's time to bury another brother. Nobody cry. Life is a baller. Alcohol and booty calls. We used to do them as adolescents, do you recall. Raise the G's. Loafed out and blaze the weed. Get on the roof, let's get smoked out and blaze with me. Two in the morning, and we still high assed out. Screaming thugs till I die before I pass out But now that you're gone, I'm in the zone Thinking I don't want to die all alone But now you're gone And all I got left is sinking memories I love them niggas to death I'm drinking Hennessy While trying to make it last I drink a fifth for that ass when you pass Cause life goes on How many brothers fell victim to the streets? Rest in peace, young nigga There's a heaven for a My nigga, we the last ones left. But life goes on. How many brothers fell victim to the street? Rest in peace, young nigga. There's a heaven for a cheat. Be alive if I told you that I never thought of death. My nigga, we the last ones left. And life goes on. Yeah, nigga, I got the word as hell. You blue trial and the judge gave you 25 with an L. Time to prepare to do fair time once we'll see parole. Imagine life as a convict that's getting old.
5: It's me again, Jamie Avakin for FloridaUFORadio.com. If you haven't done so already, please come on over to FloridaUFORadio.com and sign up with us. You can become a member, post blogs, post videos, and post in our forum. Best of all, you can interact with other members and be a part of Florida UFO Radio every week. It's a great and growing site. And I would like for you to be a part of it. FloridaUFORadio.com is your place. Come on over. We have 24-hour live UFO talk radio. Hope to see you there, folks. This is Jamie Havikin and I'm out of here.
6: ParanormalSoupNetwork.com Click the globe, it'll bring you right into the main site. It's a great website, a social network with a radio network at its core. And you can be part of it. You can have your own profile, interact, see when shows are coming on our calendar and events. You can take part in our forum. Post videos, blogs, and so much more. That's why we talk about it so much. And it's our home. It's the home to many radio shows. So what are you waiting for? Go sign up now. ParanormalSuit Network.com. Click the big earth, the globe, it'll bring you right in. On the top right hand side, you'll see login or sign up. Sign up, people.
4: Right guys, welcome back to Sky Watchers Radio here on the Paranormal Soup Network Monday night. Glad to be with you guys, and I have of course Rick, Dennis, and Jamie on the line here with me. And somebody seems like they're outside cruising. Who has the the, the huge static going on in the background there?
3: Well, uh, it's probably me as always.
4: Oh man! Sounds yeah, like it sounds like, it sounds like little- you're sounds like you're in Rodeo Drive just driving around cruising. <laughs>
3: Hop the horn. Beep beep. But <laughs> my my air conditioner uh, I could do that. I actually have an Uga horn around here, but um
4: <laughs> Aruga. <laughs> Aruga.
3: But,
4: but anyway, uh, we're we're yeah. back guys and uh good we're just gonna on. switch topics we're gonna switch topics a little bit here. Uh get off this Travis Walton thing. Uh What were you gonna say there, Rick, before I rudely interrupted?
3: Uh, well, I'm getting used to that, but anyway um, <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, it happens It's been 90 plus here, it's it's a lot like South Florida around here the last few days and tomorrow it's supposed to be the hottest day so far this summer and of course I yeah. have to work outside so.
5: yep. Do I get a really? sympathy? Lovely.
3: No, I don't
5: We are reaching the peak, <laughs> I can't wait till August is over, boy
4: Oh, man. You know it's it's been a really hot summer this summer. I was watching uh the news weather uh report today and there's like all yeah. all over Texas, uh especially, Louisiana, it's like 100 especially,
5: 110. Especially for yeah. nighttime lows. Our nighttime yes. lows ain't dipping down where they used to. I'm They're
4: sticking you. up there. Yeah. I'm telling you. And, and the way And they say global the Waymo- warming is a
2: hoax. Yeah, right. The way no they don't say they don't no, we okay. say we don't a a say hoax. global. We don't say global warming is a hoax. We say global warming caused by human interaction
4: is a hoax. Right. Well, we're just, well, we're not helping the cause. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Let's not yeah, get into yeah. that.
3: <laughs> well, it's part of Skywatch, you know.
4: Seriously, yes, it, it is. is
3: part of <laughs> yes. And. Uh, well, yeah, you're right. It's all Skywatch. And if you recall, last summer was one of the coolest summers on record.
4: Yes, it was. So,
3: so to say either way is a hoax, whether it's uh, a new ice age or you know global climate change going to cook us all. My point is we can't control nor can we actually influence any of it. It's all from the sun, folks. That's right. That it is,
4: yeah. And uh, we're we're nothing but uh, the victims of the sun's uh, power. And uh, when it decides that we uh, we it's time to go, it'll make sure we go. I just hope it's not like 2012 because yeah. that would suck, man. <laughs> yeah.
5: you, you can actually hear the heat down here. You can hear it.
4: Yeah, you hear that crackling well, sound? Yeah,
2: well, I, I tell you what, here in Jacksonville it was uh, it was a uh, 110 uh, heat index uh, Speaking last night just before dark.
5: Speaking of the end of the world, um, the sun world. unleashes uh, uh, a coronal mass ejection at earth. This is coming from discoverynews.com. Um Earlier this morning, NASA's Solar Dynamic Observatory witnessed a complex magnetic eruption on the sun. The joint NASA, ESA, Solar and uh, Helosp- uh, Helospheric Observation, a mission sitting at L1 point between the Earth and the sun, also spotted a large coronal mass ejection blasting in the direction of Earth. <laughs> So, uh, uh I, I, had somebody, I, I,
2: I, had, I had somebody work it out for me one time what the chances of that was happening because the sun would be it would have to come from a certain section of the sun and the earth would have to be pointing directly at it and all of these type of things, and so it comes up to millions to one to one. Uh, that but Rick said
3: several, several millions to one are the odds of a actual <coughs> catastrophic event now right that is catastrophic at the surface now if it would wipe out all of the communication satellite most of the providers would consider that a catastrophe cause, and most teenage girls would also consider that a catastrophe because it would wipe out all the cell phones
2: what so, about um, computers what about us here on the air would it uh, put us off the air what the hell would we do in the media. Well, you
3: know, I'm on, I'm on fiber. Would be, I'm on fiber, and it would be virtually unaffected. Now, so
2: you could be the uh, only one on the air with no audience?
3: Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs>
2: huh.
4: That ain't fair. Hey, he'll be broadcasting, <laughs> broadcasting to the world yeah,
0: by I, himself. I For himself. <laughs>
3: it'll be in archives if we ever
2: get the network back so you'll be you'll be that guy in in, in uh in uh, uh uh oh day of the dead or, or dawn of the dead or whatever that's on the radio way over there in france the last guy I left like you
5: know i got i got a, a really solid piece <laughs> of news to, to talk about and not just news a video of an amazing craft uh cited over washington uh July 31st, and this is over Washington State. Let me read it, and I'll post the link in the the chat so everybody can watch it. According to an eyewitness, I had filmed uh, above UFO footage with my flip camera over North Creek Park, a wildlife preserve in Washington. A silent flight. It hovered about a 1,000 feet or so overhead, then slowly moved north till out of sight. Now, let me put the clip uh, link in the chat and everybody watch this and tell me what you guys think about the clip. Now, it's pretty impressive, but I don't know what it could be. Uh, you guys might have a little more expertise than me. Have a look. Everybody in the chat, have <coughs> a look. Tell me what you think. Of course, it's going to play a quick commercial and then it will show you the clip. But uh, son no, of a bitch. No, no, no commercial. Never mind.
4: Ah, the the triangle, right? That's what you're talking about. The, the yeah, footage, yeah, the triangle. Pre-suited. Yeah,
0: the
4: Oh yeah, I've yeah, I seen this. Yeah, this uh, this is pretty impressive uh, looking video. But yeah. the only thing that I have a problem with is it's really dark. There's no point of reference to anything else. Um, like you can't see a house anywhere. You can't see like lights. Wild, you can't see anything star. else. Nothing. You just see the three little lights. I mean, you could you could literally do that in your bedroom. You could turn all the lights off and have you know something. Yeah. You could. You could. I mean, that's not really that difficult to do. Uh, so I have a little bit of skepticism in there, but if it is really an object, that's very similar to what Art Bell claimed he saw years ago. I mean, very similar. Even the way the uh, the lights kind of flicker, that's kind of like that the way is he described true. it. You know,
5: I really yeah. didn't think about that, but it is pure black there. And, I mean, that could yeah. be like one of them one of them massagers you hold that has light Yeah, <laughs> on, and, you know, That's what it looks like.
2: That's exactly what it looks like. I even think that's the color of it, that red.
5: Yeah, and it looks like they're spinning too, so I don't know. It's just some (laughs) some footage I thought I would uh, share with everybody. Well, thank you. I mean, another thing that I have
4: an issue with is the fact that it doesn't really do anything. It just sits there. It's not like it's moving, like it goes really fast. (laughs) It just literally is like this is just a... you know, black space with just the little lights.
3: That's the reputation of all of the triangles, though. They move slowly.
4: No, but see, our Bill said that the one he saw actually moved slowly at first, but then it took off at an immense speed. And this is just, like, sitting there. I mean, I don't know if this guy's following it with the camera or anything, but it looks like it's just sitting there. It doesn't look like it's doing anything crazy or anything. And again, you know, there's no... Right, there's nothing to judge. There's about. no point of reference to, to be able to say that, yeah, this right. is definitely in the sky, you know? Right. That's the that's yeah. the main not
2: issue even, I have with not it. Even, not even stars or moon or nothing.
4: Nothing, nothing.
5: Yeah. I got some NASA news you want to talk it's about. A, that. It's a cool. so. cell phone.
3: It's a cell phone. It <laughs> <laughs> you know, could be, yeah. The anyway.
0: yeah. Yeah, it could you know, be almost anything. In,
3: in,
2: fact, in fact, if you think about it, that's a better picture than you would get off of something a thousand feet away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think how big it would have to be. You know, it reminds me of the story when I went to see uh, the Mount Rushmore, and we were standing in the park, and everybody was standing around. They were telling us, you know, and it was the, the the things are eight miles away. And she told all these people with their little bitty souvenir type cameras, don't even bother trying. It's eight miles away. Yet they all tried. Well, that thing had to have been huge with that kind of a camera.
4: Yep. Wow. Well, these triangles are said to be pretty big. So yeah, I mean yeah,
2: but but what I'm saying, look at the size of his screen, yeah. and yeah. the size of the triangle. He it, says it, about he a
5: thousand feet. So yeah,
2: yeah, and a thousand. I mean, go outside and, and get somewhere up high and try to shoot your camera and take a picture of something at a
4: thousand feet with a yeah. Filter. He he would have to have a really really good zoom. <laughs> yeah. And th- I think it'll be like a thousand X zoom camera and you know, right. excellent yeah. high definition type of zoom. I mean I, I to film be able to pull that off. That's
5: in I film stuff in orbit and it's maybe the size of half of one of the red balls there. So Right. Yep.
2: And you you don't use a cell you don't use a cell phone to do that. No, no,
5: no I don't. No. And I don't Don't so try it with any. your cell phone and you'll get nothing. Yep.
4: Again, guys, right. if you guys, if, if people are going to do sky watching and they're going to take videos, one thing is very important. Try to get something as a point of reference. That's going to help, yeah. you okay, know, so make so people we, believe yeah. what's going on. Trees, houses, stars, the moon.
5: Yeah, night vision. Get stars. Get trees. Right. Get a moon. You know, try to do. I mean, uh, usually it, stuff like building. this is spun Well, I guess uh, the, now this uh, other. This other go footage ahead. that I th-
4: th- I think you uh, linked us here, Jamie. It's, well, I don't know. I, actually, I don't think you did. It's uh, I guess I clicked on one of the links from the triangle video. <laughs> but uh, there's one that actually is in night vision and shows a lot of objects in the sky, which is really good. I'll we'll see if I can share it with everybody here in the chat room. Uh, this- and okay. with a damn commercial, super dealer alert. Deck and talk. All right, hold on. Here we go. Check this out, guys. Okay. That's the link to it. Uh, It's pretty interesting. There's a lot of objects floating around. They're doing, you know, really weird maneuvers. Two of them that I look at kind of look like satellites. You know, you know, dual satellites in space. Uh, yeah. But some other objects are doing pretty weird maneuvers. But the thing is, this guy is getting reference points. He, if you look at the vet, starts off with a map. I guess they're they're okay. trying to uh, show you where the thing was seen or whatever.
5: Oh, okay. All right. Where it
4: travels. I think the I, start Yeah, I think by the by, like a few minutes into it is when he starts to like it. point yeah. the camera At backwards. Thirty and stuff. seconds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. Got a Star Map going.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Like the Star yeah, Map.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Keep, keep, keep watching. Keep watching. I mean, there's a lot of objects now. There's a lot of stuff in space. Uh, so, I mean, this could be a number of things, but there's a couple of these objects that move really rapidly. When you look, like, 40 seconds, 45 seconds into it, some of these things are making really weird maneuvers, <coughs> yeah, not uh, conventional object maneuvers.
2: Are you talking maneuvers.
4: About with Buenos Aires? Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Buenos Aires, Argentina. 10, this thanks. is from July 26, 2010. So this is, you know, not a recent. long time ago this is pretty recent yeah this is just a few days ago really so 20, this is pretty pretty recent july.
2: 26 yep. july
4: all right i think it's about a oh, minute 23 into the video you're gonna see an antenna of a house he's starting to yeah, zoom back I've and forth it. yeah to try to get some reference points yep. i guess and that's that's yep. how you do it man Anything that size, you can now looking at the antenna. You guys can tell pretty much what size an antenna is. When you look yeah. at that, now you know the objects are really far away. You can get that yeah. reference point because you can see the size of the antenna, and you can see how far away the objects look. So you can tell this is either right on the edge of space, or you know, or right on the, over the horizon.
5: All right, you ready for I, the? Say... Go ahead.
3: I'd say these are probably exoatmospheric. Uh, yeah. But. These are interesting objects. The other thing is he, he needs a freaking tripod.
4: Yes.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah but whenever you yeah, see an object in the sky, you might not have a tripod in your hand.
4: Exactly. Besides that, by the time well, you put your camera that's That's the thing, Rick.
5: Yeah. By the time you get it, oh. your camera pointing at it, it's gone. Yes, indeed. Right. All, right. There All right. are
6: Watch.
3: usually... He's he's next to a structure though, so he could probably brace it against the side of the structure. Or yeah. Fence, well, he does he does keep, keep yeah,
4: but he does keep the uh, he does keep the camera pretty steady for for most part. There's just a couple of seconds like that he's kind of skipping around to yeah. try to keep up with the object. That's what he's doing. He's trying to keep up with it, but he's pretty steady. Now there's two main objects he's tracking about two minutes and 40 yeah. seconds into it. That mm-hmm. looks like satellites to me because usually true. satellites travel like that. Say say it again.
3: Uh, the, the two objects are tracking together and in their yeah they yeah. are in close proximity they, yep. Yep. they would they should not be together if they are orbital satellites like that yeah because that's, exactly. they exactly they're supposed to be in patterns in orbits right to avoid each other to avoid collisions and stuff like that. So there nice. should not be two satellites that close together.
0: This and one, they, that's th- yeah.
3: and it's interesting how they can maintain the distance.
4: Yeah.
3: Well, the ol- Well, the no, there's a lot of satellites
4: that are put in. A lot of satellites are put in binary orbits with another satellite. Uh, you know, so they can bounce signals off each other really easily. Uh, yeah, but the thing fat fat is, yeah, the these. Desert. Not this close together, exactly. That's what I'm saying. These are pretty close together. Well, you also have to remember, uh, Rick, the reference point that you're looking at, you're looking at a video from something really far out. So they could be very, very far apart. It's just the way you're seeing them from your reference point, they look like they're really close together. So uh, that's actually not that far-fetched that that could be satellites. I mean, they're traveling Um, the way satellites would travel.
3: They're they're several miles apart, and that's still too close.
4: Right. Mm. (laughs) That's...
5: Not if they're supposed to be
4: binary satellites. Not for low orbits. So you're right on that. Not for low orbits. You're right on that.
5: Take a look at the video. Okay. Just posted the video? it in there. The I just posted it. In. Posted? Yep, it's a YouTube link. Okay.
4: This is a UFO this, over Pasco, Florida.
5: This was filmed about uh, probably twenty miles from McIlwaird Air Force Base, uh, inland. <coughs>
4: No, it's a triangle. It has different uh, lights than the other triangle. It's not blinking red.
5: It has a More beacon. More bluish. It has it a has beacon a light. Beacon. Yes, it does. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, this this is definitely an object in the sky. Um, Very strange. It was all over the news, as you could see. Happened back in two thousand eight.
2: Yeah, I can. Yeah, I, I remember a, this one. Yeah, this is a
3: tetrahedron shaped crap. Yeah, yeah. See,
2: that's yep. what, see that? See that that area right there when it was up high was <laughs> what that one person was trying to duplicate. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Look at the look at the brightness of
4: the lights and all of that stuff. That's
2: that's I an believe, amazing. Catch. I believe that that's. I believe it's military.
5: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
4: Well, in there's the one. There's one thing about, I don't. I don't know if you guys caught this, but there's one thing that this video is doing and the other one didn't do, which makes it a little bit more believable. But some of the lights are reflecting off the craft itself. If you look at the yeah. video, about a minute 19 into it, the, the one yeah. blinker On light, which is, uh, yeah, that light actually reflects off the craft a little bit. So you can the see it, the, the front, craft actually yeah. shine a little bit. Yeah. Yep. And the other one didn't do that. The other one just had lights just flickering all the way around, and you couldn't really see any reflection. Well, the, when you see a reflection, other, that shows you more. Rea- it's more rea- realistic.
5: And
2: the other yeah. one maintained the same distance between lights, which tells you that it wasn't going up or down. This one's moving up and down.
5: And you can tell yeah. this guy's well, zooming in because he, he loses yeah. focus as well. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Not only that, when the object is sideways, it doesn't make an exact triangle because you're not going to see an exact triangle because of the way that is angled. So it you looks know, a I... little bit oddly shaped the way it's supposed to look. The other one looked completely perfectly triangle no matter the way the object was turning. No
2: matter what. Yep. 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 That, one, that one looks pretty good to me. What do you think, Rick? Uh,
3: this one looks pretty realistic as far as camera work. Now... Mm-hmm again this there's no frame of reference it's yeah too dark. Exactly. that's a that's
4: main yeah. problem again yeah yep, yep.
3: <laughs> and uh that's if a shame. there were any frame of, and it was done with a cell phone so the uh, uh but that's surprisingly good uh, from resolution for a cell phone
5: from what i've heard uh morgan peel who's actually a friend and uh the state section director. He investigated that, and this guy has ongoing sightings. Uh, he's filmed some more stuff. I don't uh, know exactly, but when I had Morgan on the show, he talked about it. That uh, you know, this isn't the only strange object this guy has filmed. So huh. maybe I should check his channel and see if this is his channel, because th- this video is posted on many, many channels because of its quality. So. Okay. Interesting. All you, interesting. Yeah, all you have to do is go to YouTube and type in PASCO UFO and you'll get it.
4: <laughs> huh, I'm watching a video here. I'm going to share with you guys in the chat room. Check this video out. This is interesting. Now this is uh, a NASA STS-48 UFOs or real proof crafts count. I guess they're counting the amount of crafts they picked up on, on STS uh, video footage. Um, mm-hmm. and I guess they're going so fast instead of seeing just a little object you see like streaks of light check this out this is pretty interesting it says, the video is part of a wow, series so highlighting one object and the whole STS-48 footage which proves that the scene depicts intelligently controlled crafts and not simply ice particles the horizon is 1700 miles away The object rises from behind the Earth's horizon. The object must at least be 1,700 miles away also. The object cannot be local ice debris. The object diminishes in size, so it's traveling away from the shuttle. Interesting.
5: You also also gotta remember, they're looking through a very thick window. Yes, they are. Yeah,
3: Yeah, but the change in direction uh, that they're sighting in this, that they're accurate. Yeah. Objects in space yeah. don't change direction like that.
4: No, no. They just tumble. Yeah, they just tumble and float away. The only way that an object Gosh. would change direction in space is, is if it hits a certain, um, I guess, or a uh, retro rocket or something. Micro, like no, that. no, some microwave radiation or something that might be able to uh, change the course of the object slightly. Well, the, but it's slight uh, uh, changes. The, Sorry,
5: ISS, the ISS, the ISS has to. Uh, every once in a while, the ISS has to fire retro rockets because yep. it pull Earth's gravity pulls it down. I mean, that's not an, uh, a a quick move, but objects will fall. But I'm just saying that you know, some sometimes they will uh, use a retro rocket, and it may appear to uh, light up or this change direction. First
3: law says that in order for an object in motion to change its direction, it has to encounter some other force Mm -hmm. you know right so in order for something to change direction in space there has to be some force exerted on it some vectoring force to change its direction
5: and space is a vacuum so
4: yep but radiation would do that very slightly because when objects hit certain radiation, it will change slightly the course that is going on. I've never, I've that's, never that's heard of that. Not, uh, not majorly. With but comets but and it's, shit. It's, not, not not majorly, no. I'm not saying majorly, but I'm saying ever so slightly. If it's like yeah. if it's like an ice particle that's traveling through space in a radiation and it's hitting some radiation belt, it's going to slightly change course. It's a small particle. It's not something big, you know what I mean? I'm not saying like a moon or a planet would change because of some radiation. But small particles yeah. will have that effect.
5: Speaking of uh, space and NASA, uh, there's going to be a spacewalk coming up. Crew members of the International ISS uh, may need to conduct spacewalks this week to fix the station's cooling system, NASA Powered said Sunday. A uh, warning alarms awakened crew members Saturday when a circuit breaker tripped, shutting off power to the pump that feeds ammonia to the part of the station's cooling system. Uh, the crew is not in danger and is monitoring and relaxing on an otherwise off-duty day. So, they're going to be doing a couple yeah, spacewalks this week.
3: That's what fascinated me. We got all these alarms going off. The people in Houston and wherever JPL—they're going nuts. And the cosmonauts and the astronauts are saying, "Okay, whose turn is it? I'm going back <laughs> to
0: bed." Well, let's. Uh,
3: so let let it's, let's it's, go ahead. Such an. Im- such an emergency on the ground, and these folks are saying, "What the hell are you waking me up for?" <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well,
2: I, I just wanted to check direct, change direction here. We're talking about uh, lights in the sky and whatnot. Let's bring it down to earth and, and uh, take a look at this, and let's see uh, what everybody thinks on that. Okay, pair book.
4: Doctor Donald Riles, paranormal, Ryle. strange mind power. Riles, That's Dave's dad. Uh, yeah, Riles. Yeah. Oh, this is this is Oki Toki Senior who wrote this.
0: Yeah,
5: Donald
4: Riles. Ah, uh, Donald Riles. Okay, cool. Well, yeah, I've seen this report. Actually, this is uh, something that they reported back on sightings in the '90s um, and other places. This is, I think, from uh, one of those TV shows that they reported in the '90s. It apparently shows a real alien abduction caught on tape. Of course, the only point of reference you see is a light. Uh, When this guy leaves, there's a light. He disappears, and there's another light, and he comes back, and he vomits.
5: Wow, there's actually a live reflection on the International Space Station right now, which makes it look like there's some type of other craft parked next to it. It's a sun Nice, where do you see that? Right here. I don't know if you can get to it. Click on that link and click Live Space Station View, and you'll oh, yeah. see off off to the right, in the chat there, click, and it'll take it to NASA TV, click Live Space, space Station Video, and you'll see you, these two what do, you click
2: first? what do you click first?
5: In the chat box. Right. NASA.gov. And the chat multimedia. box. Oh, shit. NASA TV
3: channel.
5: It. Yep. Or Live then click,
3: Space Station.
5: Yeah. Live Space Station. I don't know what that is, but you'll see two rings, which might be a reflection because you can kind of see some some sun glares right in the forefront, but alpha in the distance. You see what Oh, they're disappearing right now. They're gone. Did anybody well, they catch heard that? Talk. Nope. They heard you did you
4: screen about them. Did you screen capture it at all or no?
5: Damn it. No. Nah, they I swear they're there. Nobody caught it. Nope. I, didn't. I don't Any, Anybody anybody did anybody in the chat yeah. catch it?
3: actually
4: i did see a yeah. ring for a split second is it live space station video right yeah,
5: yeah. see yeah. see that yeah nice mine sun? says yeah. it
4: requires a quick time plug-in
5: yeah that sun glare is gone now that's what it oh. was that that sun glare was there and them rings were there but it just yeah. diminished because space station travels so fast it could have
2: just been a camera uh camera thing
5: yeah. Thing. yeah it was a reflection and and it looked really cool because it looked like out in the distance there were two hexagon, uh, uh, you know, uh, cer- yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it, it yeah. looked very believable. You
4: yeah. know, that's kind of the stuff that uh, some folks like Emily Craig sees when in some see- of these uh, NASA, seen the NASA pictures. Rings. Cool. They'll see, will see stuff like this. And they'll think it's aliens and stuff. Emily Carter of course, was on the show not long ago, and she had some uh, pictures that she thought were aliens on Mars and aliens on the one of the Apollo um, ships, I guess. And it's you know, I, I don't know. I'm gonna to start looking at the NASA footage a little bit more because it's kind of funny. Uh, you see these kind of objects and and stuff, and it's just uh, nothing but reflection of light and trick of light. I guess we do, the mind will see whatever it wants to see when it's looking at stuff.
0: Jackal oh, yeah, sound we funny to me.
5: Guess, uh, yeah, sound ahead, me. Oh, boy. Yeah, he's sounded like electronic. Sounds like he's supporting the ISS.
0: Yeah. Oh, in oh boy. Yep. Yeah. Everybody's sounding mad to me. Yep, me too. Oh. Uh-oh. Okay. Rick sounds alright. Okay. Hold on,
4: let's go, let's go on a break here, guys. Hold on, let's go on a break here.